Gold. One shot, one life. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. Helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to One Shot, One Life, the show where we help you stop worrying about the things of life and start winning at life. We've got a studio full of people here. Things are going nuts in a great way. I love it. I love it when we have... Lots of people around. We want to welcome uh, you if you're joining us. We're broadcasting smack dab in the middle of the United States of America here in Lincoln, Nebraska from the KLN Studios. And we are so grateful that you're joining us today. Josh, have you had a great week? I've had a great week, Doug. How How is your week? Oh, Doug? it's been good. It's been yeah. good and busy. Next week's going to be even more busy. And the week after that, even more. It's which good. is awesome because we're getting the word out with board. One Shot, One Life. You're doing yeah. a keynote and and filling in for shows and speaking to people across the state. It's been really fun. So That's awesome. Yeah, we're excited to have you joining us on Facebook Live as well. Thank you for being here. Johnny Cadillac, thank you for producing the show on Facebook, getting us out into the Metasphere. And again, uh, the voice you heard there was my executive producer, Josh Floyd. And Josh, thank you for all the hard work you do behind the scenes. Now, last week's show, we had a great time celebrating our first anniversary of the show. I shared about a principle that I learned about six years ago from Dan Sullivan that literally and radically transformed my life and my overall satisfaction with my life. It was called the gap and the gain. So if you're frustrated, disappointed, or simply dissatisfied with your life, you got to go back and check out that show. And throughout the show last week, we practiced the gain. So we talked about all Mm -hmm. the successes that we had in our life. Josh, what was one of the big takeaways you took away from the show last week? The big takeaway, well, excuse me, sorry, allergies. Um, My biggest takeaway from last week was uh, um, just honestly the gap in the game. Dan Sullivan's um, uh, idea to to congratulate yourself because I actually put that into effect that very night because I had a a celebration for my birthday and for my graduation, and I took that time and, and... well, it's always against my very nature right. to take credit for anything. And we talked about this last week, too. But I, I did. I sat back and I thought, you know what? I've earned this. Right. I have. I reached my goals. I graduated college. I have a full-time job lined up, ready to go this coming Monday. Like, I'm, I'm in a great place. And I just took the time to put that into effect. And you were like, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. And you had like 50 people there it was, yeah, celebrating it was, you and the accomplishments you had and your family, which is really cool. Yes, it was, it was amazing. Well, we also heard a short clip from our um, guest that joined us on July 16th, suicide prevention warrior Kristen Christie as well, uh, in last week's episode. Um, she is the 2018 Air Force Spouse of the Year, 2019 Top Military Influencer, 2020 Remarkable Woman finalist, international speaker. But she shared her life-impacting story of how she turned her pain into a passion after losing her husband husband to suicide and because of that devastation her youngest son attempted suicide and her oldest son ran away hasn't been seen since uh for seven years now plus um Kristen shares that dramatic voicemail that her son uh sent her and tried to call her and she didn't answer the phone uh she took that pain of not being there for her son uh and turned it into a passion worked with the senate worked with congress Work with the president in 2019 to get the National Suicide Helpline uh, switched from an 800 number to three numbers, 988, and it went into effect in July 16th. Uh, we were excited to have her on, but we want you to check out not only last week's episode, but the July 16th episode. We want to get the word out. People need to understand that that if you're in need or somebody that you know is in need, they have suicidal thoughts uh, or they're struggling, 988 is the number to call. You can check out our past episodes at KLAN.com and also on our KLAN app. Plus, we're now available on all podcast platforms. All you have to do is search one shot, all one one word, one life, all one word, <laughs> and check everything week. else. You did, but that, that's fine. The word's getting out. Right. We've got, uh, I heard people this week even talking about listening to the podcast and, and incorporating that into their daily schedule. So awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Plus, you can also watch past episodes. If you like watching the video and you're on Facebook Live, you can check out the bird's eye view and close ups of all the people here uh, on Facebook. We have all those recordings there as well, as well on 1400. 
K-L-I-N. Well, coming up on One Shot, One Life, we have more amazing guests lined up. Uh, next Saturday, we're going to welcome business development expert David Branderhorst to the show. David's an online business coach and marketing specialist uh, who helps people design, launch, and grow their ideas for successful businesses. Over the past decade, he's helped hundreds of people uh, successfully create businesses generating millions of dollars of sales. Uh, and he's going to be sharing his secrets with us uh, to help us create similar results as well. I can't stress enough, Josh, in today's economy, I'm a huge fan, and you know this about me, and we talk about it on the show, of creating multiple streams of income. Uh, especially in today's economy, when everything is so wishy-washy and nobody knows what's going to happen you know, from week to week, yeah. and people, inflation's going through the roof, people's incomes are in question as well, uh, working hard at developing just little streams of income can make a huge difference in your personal financial life and uh, for, the, for your family as well. I pulled some stats together from uh, Side Hustle Nation, and uh, they've interviewed just uh, thousands and thousands of people who have incorporated multiple streams of income in their life 22 stats so this year um, they show 45 percent of working americans uh, have some type of side hustle 29 percent said inflation was a huge factor in starting their side business and of them surveyed only half of the respondents get this only half of them loved their primary job but 76 percent of them loved their side gig that they've created for themselves. Um, and here's, here's what people are hoping to achieve with these side, you know, jobs. And maybe you can, um, see if this is, is for you as well. 38% want more personal freedom. 27% want extra income to spend and invest. 11% want extra money to make ends meet. 6% want to pay off their debt. 5% create an outlet just for their creativity. And 4%, um, feels like it's a calling which I think is important. Uh, finally, they found that the average side hustle brings in about $1,100 a month, but the median income is around 200 bucks a month. So, man, if you can work and, and, and develop a plan and create an extra couple hundred bucks a month, would that change your life a little bit? Would that help your family's life a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. every little bit helps. I mean, a couple hundred bucks, that can go a long way. Yeah, so next week, tune in. David Brenderhorse is going to walk us through how to do that. Love it. All right. And there's so many different kinds of side hustles now, too. I mean, there's, it's even oh, pretty low it's barriers to entry. I mean, with the, even, even the Uber Eats and stuff yeah. like that. But boy, if you can find something that you're passionate about, yep. or like you said, artistic, like if, if you can, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people that has talents in, some hey, make some money off it. Yeah, make some money off of it. Maybe turn it into your full-time gig. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of money, uh, we've got confirmation as well. We're going to have national economist Jerry Robinson on the show here in the very near future. He's the author of the book, Bankruptcy of Our Nation. He's going to give us just no-nonsense, black-and-white transparency about what's going on currently with our government, the economy, inflation, investments, and the monetary system. Uh, what he's written in his book is playing out literally as we're watching it today. It's unfolding in front of our eyes so uh be tuning in as well to hear jerry robinson and you can check him out at his uh, website follow well finally before we wrap things up today um you know we've had in july we introduced the one shot one life monthly challenge mm -hmm. and this month's challenge is our net worth challenge and basically what net worth worth is this is a way to gauge are you making progress with your finances right if you want to lose weight how do you how do you gauge that well, you jump on the scale, right? Yeah. And it'll tell you, are you being successful or not successful? Well, the way you do that with your finances is you create your net worth every month and you just you manage it and you watch it. Basically, you take what you owe and subtract it from everything that you own. And ta-da, you have your net worth. It's really that simple. But most people don't even know where they stand. Mm -hmm. Josh, we talked about this for you. I yeah. do this every month. I encourage people to do it at the end of every month. So today, what I'll be doing, since we've got the end of the month and all the bank um, income statements and investment statements and all that are, are completed, I'll do my net worth later this afternoon. Did you complete the challenge this month? I did. You did? I did. I finally did it. So what was your thought? Um, were you disappointed? Were you encouraged? I was very encouraged. See? I was proud. Um, cause it turns out that our, our net worth, not counting our mortgage and you know what we owe on the home, uh, we're in the black. Hey, yeah, there you go. And that was very encouraging. And I'm so proud of Crystal, my wife, because she's, she's the bookkeeper in the house and she has managed to do that while I've only been working side hustles for the past two years while I've been a full-time student. And you've also worked hard outside of your mortgage to get out of debt too. 
Yes. Which is a huge relief. Yep. And from a woman's perspective, I know from my wife's perspective, all they want to know is we're taken care of financially. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to know that there's some type of security behind that. Yeah. And so that's huge. So congratulations on that. I work with people one-on-one. I've got clients across the country and in groups, and they are so scared to find out what their net worth is because I think it's going to be horrible. And nearly every reaction is just what you did. Like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Actually, I'm kind of encouraged. I'm like, there you go. Now let's continue to grow this thing and develop this thing. Well, money is one of the top stressors in people's lives and it causes anxiety, causes depression. It's one of the top things that marriages, um, you know, fight about all the time. Um, Today, we're grateful that we're going to have another great friend of the show on, licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist, Karina Mayer, is here. And, um, you know, as we know over the past couple of years, especially with the pandemic, uh, stress levels, anxiety levels, people's lives have just been just turned upside down mentally. And I believe that the spotlight has been placed on mental health in a positive way. I think people are finally coming to the realization that uh, taking care of your mental health is an is a very important thing. And we've, we've interviewed several licensed counselors on the show. We found that that the need for um, counseling and therapy has grown tremendously. I know Karina's going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I look back at some stats and we kind of compared notes with Karina at the beginning of the show. One in three adults are experiencing some type of mental illness or stress uh, throughout the year of 2020, and that equates to about 53 million people. So what that tells us is, number one, we're not alone. And number two, if we don't take care of it, it leads to just real difficulties with ourselves and within our families. You know, bringing on Christy, Chris and Christy, we highlighted the area of suicide. We talked about suicide. Uh, because that's kind of the ultimate end for mental illness if you're not getting help. And according to stats that we looked at, 12.2 million adults seriously thought about suicide in 2020. 3.2 million made a plan for suicide, and 1.2 million attempted suicide. So this is really important that we talk about. And I'm excited to have Karina here. Uh, She's going to walk us through um, uh, what I have called and what I deem is her uh, mental health self-help assessment. Uh, funnel, which is going to be a great help because it's going to really help us identify what are the stressors in our lives and are we taking care of ourselves well mentally? And then when do we decide when we really do need to get professional help? When do we need to make that step to help ourselves and those that we love about as well? Education, a little bit of understanding and knowing who to turn to during a time of true need in our life is the key. And I'm grateful to have Karina here. Uh, she's going to share some great information, some great tips. We're going to walk through her mental health self-assessment uh, funnel as well. It's going to be a huge benefit. So if you know somebody who needs to hear this show, which I believe is everybody um, that's we're broadcasting all over the world. Everybody needs to listen in. Uh, make sure that you get somebody on live right now, and if they can't listen right now, to listen to our recording on our podcast uh, in the future. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist, Karina Mayer. And if you have a question or a comment for Karina throughout the show, you're welcome to text us. Josh is now going to open up the Rickstein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400, and you can also comment on our Facebook live feed as well. Well, you are listening to One Shot, One Life on The Voice of Lincoln, 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. A big thanks to our show partners. Uh, today, we want to talk about Youth for Christ of Lincoln. Uh, they are a non-denominational, non-profit organization serving over 2,400 youth in the Lincoln and surrounding areas. Led by Executive Director, a good friend of mine, Matt Schulte. Uh, they've served uh, youth areas in three specific ministries, Campus Life for Teens of Middle and High Schoolers, Juvenile Justice for Jailed Teens, and Parent Life for Pregnant Teens. They do an amazing work that impacts our city. Uh, so grateful that they're part of the show. Um, we also have a new podcast. Um, it's been out for a couple of months now, uh, where um, Matt and I kind of walk through with parents, teachers, grandparents, anybody who has any kind of impact on teens in their formative years. It's called 
called Engaging Today's Teens. We'd love for you to check it out. Uh, the latest episode just dropped where we talk about social media and how it impacts your teens and how to help them live life in person, one-on-one, have those interactions and relationships. Plus, we have slang of the day, Josh. Um, slang of the day for this week is by the dip. By by the dip. By the dip. You think it has to do with the markets, but it doesn't. So by the dip slang of the day, we'll find out how our by teens are communicating dip. with each other. So <laughs> check right. out the podcast at yfclincoln.org. That's yfclincoln.org. We'd love for you to also share the podcast and subscribe as well. Plus, they are currently right in the middle of their annual Colorado Peaches fundraiser. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to the website. Again, yfclincoln.org. Well, today uh, we are so grateful to have licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist Karina Mayer joining us on the show. She's going to provide tools to help us know when it's time to seek out support of a, a mental health counselor. Plus, uh, she's going to provide insights on in how to cope with uh, all the areas of mental health that we're dealing with in today's age. So, Karina, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. Thank you. So glad that you're here. You know, I look back at my show notes. Um, you literally were here a year ago. It was July 30, 31st, 2021, and here a year later, um, we have you back, and I'm excited to have you on the show. It doesn't feel like it was by design, and this year has gone by so fast. <laughs> Hasn't it? <laughs> it has been fast. You know, we've uh, every time that we chat, um, you know, off the air and while we're seeing each other, I'm just so amazed and excited about what you're doing because... When you talk about mental health and helping people in the middle of their struggles in life, you light up. Uh, it's a passion of yours. You've been able is. to make uh, just a tremendous difference. You know, we talked about a lot of the stats uh, earlier in the first segment. Where do you see um, mental health now compared to a year ago? Um, a blur. It's <laughs> uh, Mental health has definitely been impacted greatly in the past couple of years. We know that the um, one in five people that have suffered with mental health um, struggles um, as of 2020 has increased now to one in every three people. Wow. So um, it is almost impossible to not know somebody or be the person that is struggling with some level of mental health. Right. Yeah. We all we all deal with it. And, and if we're honest with ourselves um, throughout our lives, you own a practice in Omaha. I do. Uh, where you work with a lot. What's it been like as far as, you know, the load, the workload that you have and the people that are seeking out mental health now? Um, I, I am always very honored to bear witness to individuals going through their struggle and being able to help them through that journey. The sad thing right now is that there's more need than there's help. And mm. I'm getting calls from new client requests and emails, um, on the daily and they're being told like 12 to 18 months in order to get services. And that's wow. between Lincoln and Omaha. So I know that there's a lot of need out there and, um, to be able to reach the the levels of need and the intensity of need, because we're not just talking about like, oh, sometimes I worry about spiders. We're talking about, you know, big, pervasive, long term right. struggles that absolutely affect almost every part of everyday life. And when you're in the middle of the crisis, like we when we talk with Kristen Christie, when you're in the middle of the crisis, you can't wait 18 months. No. You How know? do you tell somebody like, hold on to your suicidal thoughts? I'll get to you in right. a year and a half. Right. You don't you can't do that. Can't do that. You know, we talked about I know, Josh, you've you've really shared about this one in your life as well. There was a stigma attached to mental health or mm -hmm. counseling. As I grew up, it was like one of those things that oh, we just didn't talk about or didn't know about. Or like Josh says, you know, we're, we're told just man up, deal with it. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps or put on your big girl panties. That's I hear right. It all. That's right. So how do, have, are we breaking through that stigma? Finally, I you think, think that we are. One of the other things that um, I've experienced in the industry is that we are moving further away from the generations that thought psychology was like wizardry mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and make believe. And so the more we continue to talk about it and have shows like yourself that are bringing more light and normalizing the experiences for people, like really humanizing the fact that we're humans and we struggle and that that's OK. I think we're able to move further away from that thought process that mental health is either to be hidden or is just foolery. Right. I think you shared with me last week, you said something to the effect of it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. And to be able to, to reach out and to seek that help. A lot of times we don't know when to do that. When's the right time? A lot of it's about education. I'll talk about our personal experience probably in the last segment. Uh, but you shared with me this last week, the mental health self-assessment funnel that you created and that you work on with your clients and kind of walk through them through to kind of give them an idea of 
Where do I stand with my mental health? And at what point do I really need to seek out help? Can you give us a brief overview of that? And then what we're going to do throughout the rest of the show is really dig into that and help people identify when do I need help and what are some ways that we can deal with mental health stress? Yeah. So this funnel um, concept that I have has really been adapted um, from the theorists that I follow and um and just a collaborative effort with the clients that I serve as well. And so what we've come to realize is that um, we do not experience our struggles in solitary. Like if we're mm-hmm. having financial issues, that compounds mental health, but that compounds housing stability, that compounds, are you getting fed? Are you able to feed your kids? Is your electricity on or off? Like all sorts of different types of um, layered and compounding issues that come from one thing that we label as the problem. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a, I have financial stress. Well, that impacts so many other things. And so realizing that these struggles that we have are pervasive and they can be long lasting and definitely negatively affect other things in our world. And we, so we don't experience things in solitary. And so things are hard for a reason and um, being okay with not being okay and normalizing that we are human and we're going to struggle and that um, when we avoid our problems, when we try to pretend that they're not there, we don't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing. It actually feeds the difficulty yes, of those issues. Yes, that's what I was looking at on these notes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, on our show, what we try to do is we always tell people, you know, we want to help you stop worrying and start winning at life. Mm-hmm. And part of that is identifying what do you need to prioritize and then have a plan to do that. Yeah. So your whole funnel walks through six different specific steps. Mm-hmm. What are those steps? Just real briefly, then we'll dig into them. Yeah. So making sure that our basic needs as human beings are taken care of. We're getting involved into activities and um, um, things that we can do that bring us joy or that have brought us joy in the past. Reaching out from there, like what resources do we have that positively influence? But you had mentioned that, um, you know, the anxiety that people have and you yeah. want to move them from worrying about it to actually experiencing, you know, joy and hope and stuff. And I read a statistic last week. It said 86 percent of the things that we worry about actually don't come true. Ah. What a waste of time. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I yeah. did that this week, honestly. <laughs> there are things they worry about, and they consume your time, they consume your mind, but they also impact your relationships. No, you they impact everything. Yeah. yeah. Can't sleep, can't eat. Yep. It, it literally affects everything. So you look at basic needs, second step, then the enjoyed activities, like mm-hmm. you said, that kind of help you like kind of um, just kind of uh, kind of debrief, really, kind of step back and kind of refuel. Take a walk. Right. Read a book. Yep. Listen to some good music. Yep. Yeah. And then the next step then is you start looking at coping skills. Yeah. So that's so once you look at those basic areas where, you know, where am I struggling um, that can lead to other issues in my life? How can I, um, you know, enjoy some activities that will kind of give me a little break from that and kind of recoup? Then you talk about coping skills and personal support. Yeah. So those coping skills could look like um, cooking. If you enjoy cooking or going for walks and some mindfulness practices, maybe you've been in therapy in the past and you've learned some like CBT skills of, of, focusing on good breathing. Um, and then if that isn't enough, we kind of have it set to where the um, supports now become more involved with other supports. So right. like personal supports, like friends and stuff like that, professional supports. And then if we have to continue to go from there, then we've got hospitalization and, and, and different um, avenues to continue to support people. Yeah. So those are the four, six areas, basic needs, enjoyed activities, coping skills, personal support, professional support, and then hospital support. Let's jump back to basic needs and jump into the whole area where you say, you know what, um, we're dealing with a lot of things. 2020, like literally flipped things up on there, you know, just 180 degrees for most of us. Mm-hmm. But what we're experiencing since the beginning of the year economically is really putting a lot of stress on people. Absolutely. And so now we're looking at all different areas. What are some of the basic needs that people really struggle with that you that you notice when people come in for, for help? Well, the stress is complicating their ability to sleep. I can't talk to you and teach you things about like healthy breathing and ways to manage your distressing thoughts if your brain is tired. Mm. Can't Can't Ugh. do it. Right. So sleep is affected. Um, other basic needs would be like, have you, when's the last time you ate? Is your body getting the nourishment that it needs? Um, a dehydrated brain is a, an anxious and depressed brain. So are you giving your body the water that it needs? Um, if you're on medication, are you taking it as, as you're supposed to? Right. So those basic needs, is your body getting the fuel that it needs to operate and function appropriately? Because if it's not, I can't teach you anything new in fairness. What are the top areas do you think people neglect themselves in that area? All of the above. 
<laughs> just just list them all. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially when we're talking to grown-ups, you know, we have other grown-ups that we're responsible for. We have children that we're responsible for. So we neglect ourselves yes. as parents and as as primary caregivers, right? And so like find me a mom and I'll find you somebody who's tired, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think the neglect list goes on and on. I call that um, being in the smack dab in the middle of midlife crisis, you know, uh, midlife chaos, mm-hmm. uh, where life just seems totally out of control. Yeah. And you need to be able to step back. Um, once we move from basic needs, and I understand that sleeping so important, especially for me. I know when I've gotten a great night's sleep, I function so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but alleviating and looking at the areas that you need to deal with um, can help you alleviate the anxiety. Uh, to keep you from not worrying at night. It was one of the questions I asked 92 people in my book. What do you worry about that keeps you up at night? And that loss of sleep can be can can really hurt you in the process of having a healthy lifestyle. The second area is uh, enjoyed activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for a minute or two here, um, walk us through how this can help us. Well, you you speak a lot about passions, right? Yeah. right? We want to do these enjoyed activities because they bring us some level of joy and fulfillment. Not because we have to, because we got to pay bills. Not because we have to, because somebody told us. These are things that we want to do because they bring us some sort of fulfillment, mm-hmm. right? And so whether that is going for a walk, don't go for a drive because gas prices, but <laughs> um, <right>. painting, <laughs> um, going to concerts like whatever it is that you want to do that brings you acti- uh, a level of enjoyment in these activities that's what you want to gravitate towards. how hard is it for people to do that i know for a lot of people that i work with they struggle with they feel like it's they're being selfish absolutely yeah i find that you know a lot saying? yeah the people pleasing tendencies and the feeling selfish and taking away from others yeah i i find that pretty pretty prevalent these yeah. days and people feel guilty about it and, you know one of the weird things i do one of my passions i'm just weird sometimes but i love collecting coins <laughs> is that weird? But it's me. It's an escape for me. Mm-hmm. I love the artistic value, the history that's behind it. I love digging into it. It takes me away into a different world for a while. Mm-hmm. That's does. what you're talking about, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. This has been really good. Uh, good conversation. We're going to dig more into this uh, mental health self-assessment funnel uh, with Karina Mayer. She's going to provide more insights and tips on how to develop positive coping skills in our lives and how to foster personal support. We're going to dig into that uh, so we can have healthy support along the way. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I am your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and thank you for joining us on the show today. We want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners, an amazing group of local and regional businesses that deeply appreciate the message that we're putting out at One Shot, One Life, and they've partnered with us. Uh, let's go through that list real quickly. Lincoln Coin and Bullion, uh, my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. You know, I talked about collecting coins. They're one of those people that helped me do that. Uh, John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, proudly serving the Lincoln and surrounding areas for over 25 years. Casey Smile. I can't speak enough about Dr. Headley and his staff. They've completely transformed my smile. They can do the same thing for you. Check them out at caseysmile.com. Youth for Christ of Lincoln, non-denominational, non-profit ministry organization serving over 2,400 young people in Lincoln and surrounding areas. The Searcy team of home real estate, Mary, Jeff, and their entire family have helped Tammy, my wife, and I um, purchase and sell over five homes over the past 30 years. They can do the same thing for you. We highly recommend that you go to the Searcy team of home real estate. And finally, the Medicare Solutions team. Uh, Michael Graham, a dear friend of mine, he's put together an entire team of, I think, 30 30 or 40 independent uh, brokers to help take the confusion out of Medicare options that are available to you. They will help you find the best plan for you, not for the government, not for other people, but for you in a no pressure process. You can check them out at the Medicare solutions team.com. And if your business would like to partner with us as well, all you have to do is email me at Doug at KLIN.com and we'll be glad to help you out. As a matter of fact, Josh, this week I had two of our businesses um, tell me that they had customers come in because they heard about him on the show. 
That's awesome. Oh, I'm so I, glad to hear that. I know, and I love that. It's exciting. We've got not only we've got great listeners. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, we've got a studio. I, I like to say studio audience. You know, someday we're going to have a whole setup where we'll we can have, have risers yeah, one day, fifty, yeah. hundred, five thousand people. I don't know listening in. We've got Nixon here today. Corey's joining us as well. Uh, we just really appreciate being uh, just all of our listeners and uh, all that they've done. Um, to help spread the message about One Shot, One Life. Well, today we're so thankful to have licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist Karina Mayer in the studio with us. And in the last segment, Karina introduced her mental health self-assessment funnel, where she walks us through how to assess our mental health and then identify the times that we really need to seek out professional help. It's so good. If you missed it, uh, I encourage you to listen back on the podcast uh, on any podcast platform. You can also go to KLIN.com and our KLIN app and check out our show and previous shows as well all right karina let's jump back in uh you know you introduced the first two levels of your mental health assessment self-assessment funnel um assessing your basic needs and enjoying the activities to help you de-stress i want to i want to stick with that one for just a second you shared with uh, something with us uh, in the break about how it's so hard for people the more stress they get um to really jump into these areas that help give them relief mm-hmm. yeah they the- we tend to move away from the things that will fill our emotional bucket the more we need that bucket filled. Yeah. We're just kind of wired that way. Um, and in fact, we need to be doing the exact opposite. We need to be engaging more in those opportunities and those activities that do bring us some sort of joy and hope and gratitude. All of the things that I think have really just been um, diminished during COVID and with these mental health stats continuing to rise. So it's one thing to say it's it's good to do these things. How do you help people actually you know hold themselves accountable to doing it? It's kind of like recognizing and turning the mirror. So like if I can call out Josh, every time you come back from break, he's dancing and he's mouthing the words and he's <laughs> he having is. a great time. And so this is clearly you're behaving in ways that show indicate that this is something that brings you some level of fulfillment. And I want you, I would want and encourage everybody to do that whether it's you know, putting on a show or painting a painting or reading a book or going for a walk or spending time with loved ones, doing the things that are going to make you dance and sing out loud and and give you a level of fulfillment. Because you're not just here doing a job. You're not here with the headset on in the front of the microphone. You're living this experience. And that's what we need to do more often. This is my therapy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, I want to talk about that in a second, but it is. And if you want to see us, if you want to see Josh dancing and b- bouncing off the <laughs> Make walls, a fool out of myself. jump on the Facebook live feed. Maybe that'll bring joy for other people. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> what about people? Because I've worked with people one on one. What about people that say, you know what? I just don't know what brings me joy anymore. Oh my gosh! Get excited about that journey. Find it. Yeah. Go like take a ceramics class. Take a. They've got adult sip and paint where you can sip wine and <laughs> yes. paint a painting and learn how to paint. Like that is fabulous. Um, go and. Uh, go, go, do the the things in life that don't cost anybody. Go window shopping and yeah. get creative with like one of these days. My goal is to redesign my living room. Go see what that would look like. Yes. Or um, reconnect with people from your past that brought mm. you um some sort of gratitude and joy. Because I guarantee we'll find more people sitting on the couch wishing that they had that connection than we give ourselves credit yeah. for. I tell people to go back um, just as an idea. What did what did you really love doing when you were a kid or a teenager? Because a lot of times people forget that, and then they're like, "Oh man, I used to love doing this, and at least you love mm-hmm. doing that." And you know, one thing. Um, go back w- to your dreams. What did you dream yes, about when you were a teenager? Yes. Yeah. Because that'll help you out. Uh, just a, I, this is a total rabbit trail. But my wife and I'll be celebrating our anniversary next month. What we did last year for our thirtieth, very simple. We went around to every place that we lived in Lincoln when we started our life together and just went went there, reminisced, mm-hmm. took pictures, and, and remembered those joyous times in our lives. And it brought so much fulfillment. It was just like, oh, it just was like a release. And it brought us closer together, too, relationally. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of ideas. All right. Well, let's keep moving through your funnel here. The third step that you have is looking at coping skills. Yes. What does that mean? And then how do we you know, implement that? So those are going to be more of the like intentional ones that you might have heard from like watching talk shows, listening to podcasts. If you've gone to therapy in the past, these are going to be ones that are built off of um, practices that are more research and scientifically based. So breathing exercises, making sure that your breath and your heart rate are regulated because you cannot have a panic attack if your heart and your breath are regulated. Hmm. Right. So um, 
mindfulness like don't just sit in a park like watch the trees move in the wind look at the squirrels playing because we got plenty of those around town um (laughs) and then looking at body movement body movement is so important a lot of times we just sit in our filth and sit in the struggle we need to get moving and get that energy out in positive ways so going for a bike ride going for a walk go swim because we're in the middle of summer and it's 100 degrees outside just get your body moving so I know when we had you on a year ago, we really dug into this, but what are some symptoms, at least that we can notice in ourselves and possibly in those around us, of anxiety and depression, so then we can encourage people to maybe look at coping skills for themselves? What are some things that we can identify in ourselves and others that really show that we're anxious or depressed? Are we not taking care of ourselves, brushing our teeth, taking showers, eating, taking our vitamins, our prescription medications? Um, Are we getting to sleep? Are we able to sleep? Otherwise, we're, you know, up ruminating on the same things. Um, Are we feeling agitated and on edge and grouchy? Are our legs bouncing off, you know, our chairs um, every time we try to sit still? Can we sit still? Um, Are we wanting to sleep a lot? Like, so we have individuals that will be more anxious and those are going to be more activated. So you're going to physically see those come out in jittery, Mm -hmm. restless, agitated kind of ways. And then we have the depleted symptoms of depression where we're not getting out of bed. We're scrolling through Facebook and whatever social media devil can be out there for Mm -hmm. eight hours at a time um, because we want to disengage as much as possible. So anytime you see any of those extreme behaviors um, kind of in a cluster, right? So if it's one afternoon, I just don't feel like getting out of bed, that does not mean depression. If we're doing that for days on end Mm -hmm. and it's in conjunction with I don't care if I take a shower and I'm so depleted that I don't even feel like eating. I don't even recognize my own bodily function needs. Then we, then we're talking about problems. You brought something up in me. I was starting to tear up a little bit. I, um, a long time ago, 30 years ago, lost my sister in a car accident. And for years after that, I didn't realize this until we went to counseling. Um, but for years after that, um, I would always sigh. (sighs) I'd do that. Yeah. And Tammy would always like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, through counseling, what I realized that was kind of my, it was, it was a trigger in me when I was remembering my sister and the, the, the discouragement and the hurt and the pain and all those thoughts that came about, I would sigh. And what um, our counselor did was ta- just encourage Tammy. Every time you hear that from Doug, just ask, are you okay? Mm-hmm. what's going on because there's something to my, that was my kind of just my I don't know even know what you call that you know you probably know the terms for that it was just kind of a it's like bracing yourself yeah it was just like and I knew something and, and Tammy would know something was going on it didn't, wasn't necessarily just with my sister uh, it could have been anything in life it was kind of that almost like letting air out of the uh, out, of, out of the tire mm-hmm. and she would like all right what's going on yeah how you doing and that was and she was helping me in that you know, uh, deal with that, which brings us to the next step, Mm -hmm. which is personal support. So now we've looked at coping skills. How can we seek out personal support? Like with my wife, right. To say, all right, I'm going to help people walk through this process. How important is that? Very important. We can, we are not hardwired as human beings to suffer through things individually. We are a people of community. And so we need to have those positive personal supports, whether it's a best friend, a sibling, a parent, somebody else's parent that you've adopted as your own, um, high school friends, like whoever it is that you know that you can just call up and say, you know what, like this stinks and I'm yeah. kind of over it. Or please help me think of something else because my brain has just been running and running a mile an hour. So miles an hour. So you want to have individuals that you can turn to that are going to help you in a positive way, whether it's through encouragement or distraction. You know, I was listening to a song. Okay, this is, this is going to be corny, but I'm going to go the corny <laughs> route. Yesterday, for some reason, I saw this 80s video clip of Dionne Warwick and Stevie Wonder uh, called That's What Friends Are For. This is a long time ago. Uh, I know the song. <laughs> but it all, Yeah, but it all went back to that's exactly what you're talking about, though. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. Friends, if you've got a true friend that can hear you and not pass judgment, just listen. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's my caution, and and tell me if I'm right or wrong in this. But you, I think you got to be careful, right? Who you completely open up to is there is is there a, is there a process with that? Um, I think that that's going to be very individual to the person right. that has the struggle, as well as the person that they're re- uh, reaching out to for support. Um, one thing that I always caution, especially when we're dealing with like families and couples work, is sometimes you want to reach out and your needs are too heavy for the other person to bear right. because they're barely making it with their own struggles. 
So you want to make sure that it's somebody that we we can go to um, that you're not going to walk away feeling guilty, like I just put my problems on them or I'm I just broke them. Right. So you want to make sure that it's a stable support for you um, and somebody that can get it. Like I would not go to a friend that doesn't understand what it's like to um, raise a child that's on the spectrum. Right. I have individual supports. I, I have friends that get that. And so when I know that I need to pick up the phone and complain because I have to teach my 15 year old that can like reprogram phones uh, to remember to take soap into the shower. Like I have friends that get that struggle. Right. So, yeah, you just have the you have the outlets that, you know, are trusted to get you the support in the moment that you need. The empathy. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. you've been there before. I always encourage people to reach out to people that you know have gone through that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I tell you, those are the people that are willing to share. They understand the pain. Yes. You know? And I think a lot of times we, oh, as our culture, um, a lot of times we um, maybe brush off the older generation. They've lived their lives already. There's nothing new under the sun, and the reality is they've probably gone through a lot of what we're dealing with Mm -hmm. and can provide a lot of insight into our lives. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be quick to discount anybody, um, but one of the big things about finding this personal support is having the validation that we are not alone, um, especially amongst marginalized communities, and it is incredibly important that they are getting the support and knowing that um, there's nothing wrong with them that they are they're struggling because there are more people in their community than are even being counted in these statistics that we go over. Absolutely. So we're all struggling. Absolutely. So good. Well, we're going to take our final break. And when we return, um, licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist, Karina Mayer, will take us through the last two areas of her mental self-health assessment funnel. And uh, we're going to learn about when it's time to seek out professional help uh, for ourselves or those around us. You're listening to One Shot, One Life, uh, on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. Uh, we love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And we want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron and the crew have been my precious metal dealers for over a decade. So if you're interested at all in gold, silver, platinum, palladium, um, man, I tell you what, check them out. Especially, you're going to... you. Okay. This is going to get on my little high horse here. All right. Over the last, I'm a big believer in precious metals as part of your financial portfolio, not financial advice, just my opinion. But I'm telling you, you're going to start hearing more. You already are. You're going to start hearing more and more and more about gold and silver. You're going to see more advertisements. Don't go to somebody you don't know or can't trust. Go to somebody that I know will take care of your needs. That's Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Check them out if you want to buy or if you want to sell. They're going to treat you right. Here's the cool thing. They educate you along the way. They'll find out you know, exactly what your needs are and what best suits you, and they'll walk you through that because they only meet with you by appointment only. So call them up, 402-327-2853. 402-327-2853. And if you want more information, you can check them out online at LincolnCoinAndBullion.com. And as always, if you go to any of our sponsors, let them know that you heard about it on One Shot, One Life. Well, we're having a really enlightening conversation with licensed mental health counselor and behavioral health therapist, Karina Mayer. Karina, we've been walking through your mental uh, health self-assessment funnel to really identify how we doing with our mental health. And then at what point do we really need to seek out um, you know, some help? Uh, we're going to dig into the last two areas here. But you talked about during the break just how important it is for us uh, to realize that uh, this is an ongoing thing. Like, this is something that, that, that we just need to assess but continue to work on. Yeah. So really, so if you have this metaphor, this idea of the funnel, right? Funnels are used to filter things. It's not because they're just supposed to meant to just pass through or completely stop. But if we recognize that when we take care of our basic needs, when we commit ourselves to 
um, involving ourselves into enjoyed activities, when we are actively using our coping skills, when we're reaching out to friends, every time we do that, not only are we taking care of ourselves, but we are positively changing the struggles that we're dealing with because we're reaching out, we're trying to calm the body, we're finding ways to redirect our mind, and those things automatically change the intensity, the frequency, or just how our struggles impact us, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment or we get really down on ourselves because it's like, man, I'm doing all of these things, but they're not going away. The problems still right. exist. We're still actively working them. And that's important for us to recognize. Well, there's going to be times when you're going to need to seek outside help. I'm a big believer in that. I know our family, um, you know, there are a couple of times when we really struggle to know when was the right time to seek out a counselor. But once we found one, the ones that really helped us best, it was a it was a it made a tremendous difference in our lives. And somebody, too, that we had to find out that we were comfortable going to. Um, but we had to break down both our stigmas of counseling mm-hmm. for our family as well, uh, the fear of the unknown of what counseling brings, and not knowing initially who to even seek out for help. But once we did and we made that breakthrough, um, man, I tell you what, it was a lifesaver for us. Uh, I know it can be for your family as well. Let's dig into at what point do we need to identify and then seek out the help of a professional? I would say if we've gone through and we've made sure that our bodies are being nourished and taken care of, our basic needs are met. If we are going on the walks and getting involved in the activities that have brought us joy in the past and we're not able to experience joy or sustained joy, um, if we're feeling helpless and hopeless and really just trapped, the coping skills and the breathing techniques aren't really helping. And reaching out to our friends helps us momentarily, but isn't sustainable enough to allow us to still get up out of bed, still go into work every day, still do the adulting responsibilities. Um, When it's harder to do the thing compared to how hard the things are already that we have to do, that's when I say reach out, get somebody that's going to not only get you as a person, but get you on a level of, of support that of the support that you need to help you minimize the intensity and frequency of the struggles that you have. Is it okay if you go to a counselor and you're not comfortable to seek out somebody else? I encourage <laughs> people to do so. Yes. Therapists therapists are there because we're there to support you. Like I have a gajillion different tools in my tool bag. That does not mean that I'm a specialist in how that relates to your life. You need to feel like I I get you on a level that is intimate and that is that is personal because I don't get paid as a therapist to sit here and have people parade around how great their lives are. I have conversations, deep, meaningful conversations with people that are embarrassing, with people that like have a hard time even keeping eye contact with me because it's so gut-wrenching what it is that they have to share. So you need to absolutely make sure that the person that you're employing to Mm -hmm. listen to your story is a person that you chose. I don't choose you. You choose me. And keep seeking them out. Absolutely. I mean, we've, I've, I've experienced that. We've experienced that, you know, we just weren't comfortable, Mm -hmm. but we did continue to seek out and find somebody. Confidentiality. Huge. Can I go in that? So what's the, tell me about that. So if somebody's like, oh, but I don't want to share my stuff with people because I'm going to tell somebody else. Right. So we have laws that we are governed by not only through the boards that we are licensed through. So like Nebraska State Board, I am licensed through for my state licensure. Um, But we also have federal laws that protect privacy. So I'm not allowed to tell if I had if I had your wife call me and say, I want to talk to Doug. You're my client. I have to print it. And I don't even know who she's talking about. Mm. Because if I even say like, well, yeah, Doug's a nice guy, but I can't talk to you about him. I've just identified that I know who you are. Right. And so I cannot, under any circumstances, relinquish any sort of knowledge of you, your care, your diagnosis or anything, unless it falls underneath the mandatory reporting laws. Regardless of who it like, it can be a lawyer, mm-hmm. it can be a judge. There are specific um, processes and procedures that have to be followed Unless it's a mandatory reporting law issue. And that's a big deal for us adults, but then take into account our teenagers. You know, I, they just don't want their stuff and they're afraid to, 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 to let that out, thinking that maybe somebody else will hear about it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredibly them. difficult. And so you have to, again, it's part of that trust process and that therapeutic alliance, finding the therapist who's going to put in the documentation what needs to be there and keeping out everything that doesn't and providing that source of autonomy and and secrecy um so those hard difficult uh gut-wrenching discussions can be had being a counselor has got to be one of the most mentally and emotionally trying jobs i was a pastor for 13 years 
And I always tell people is it's all consuming, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, 24-7, because you bear those burdens on yourself as well. They weigh heavily. Towards the end of my ministry, um, we really made it a priority with our staff to put in our contracts, just mental health days and times to get away and required times to recoup yourself. Mm-hmm. What's it like as a counselor? It's actually really interesting. Um, I really kind of market myself to be the last stop shop for hope. And so um, I I feel like people come to me in hopeless, helpless, despair types of states, and I'm there I'm the last person that they can come to and I will still have ways to help them find that hope mm-hmm. and, and really find a way to get some sort of motivation, some sort of positive movement. So they feel like things are shifting. So there's just the tiniest little crack shed of maybe this can be better. Mm. And so I get motivated and encouraged by that. Um, I was working with a crisis support team years ago and I had a gentleman who was pretty notorious for needing our help and unfortunately had persistent mental health illness came to me um, called right in the middle of the night was having true psychosis we had to work to get him placed into a mental health facility like we usually did and he had that same question like how do you do your job and I'm like well therapists have therapists too and he was <laughs> blown away by it like just mouth agape eyes wide open and It's important that we know that we're human beings. We're all struggling. We're in this together. We can do it. Karina, thank you so much. I know the last step is hospital support. I'm assuming the professional that you go to would would recommend that and and help you determine what's what's best in that area. That's kind of the last sign. And get a team, not just one person. So we're talking therapists. We're talking occupational therapists if those are needed. We're talking psychologists and uh, medication providers. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is such a great show. I'm going to encourage everybody to listen to it. It's really good. Uh, keep doing the great work. Way thank to go. you. Thank you so much, Karina Mara, for joining us. We appreciate that. If you want to listen to our podcast, One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word, I want to thank Karina Mara and obviously my producers, Josh Floyd and Johnny Cadillac. And we love you being here as listeners as well to the show. We deeply appreciate you being here each and every week. Well, until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life that you have and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.